0: Welcome to Corporate Podcasting Smarter, for business communications, training and marketing. Corporate Podcasting Smarter is for enterprise level and professional organizations and is an official podcast from Podbean. We feature interviews with industry experts, learning and development use cases, podcast network advertising best practices, and helpful tips for how to get the most out of podcasting within your organization or media network.
1: Hello and welcome to Corporate Podcasting Smarter and Podcasting Smarter here from Podbean. This is Podbean's head of events, Norma Jean Belenke, and today's episode is a replay of our live event, Branded Audio, The Best Marketing Tool You're Probably Missing, featuring Mark Rako, an award-winning podcast producer and host, co-founder of Mouth Media, and he's produced over 1,500 podcast episodes and done some really incredible work over the course of his career. In this episode, we'll be speaking about branded audio, what it is, how to make the most of it within your organization, for employees, for your branding strategy within social media, the emotional impact of audio, and so much more. Stay tuned and here we go. Welcome everyone to Podcasting Smarter and Corporate Podcasting Smarter from Podbean. This is our live episode for July as part of our Corporate Podcasting Smarter series hosted by me, Norma Jean Belenke, the head of events here at Podbean, with our special guest today, award-winning podcast producer and content producer, Host and co founder of Mouth Media, Mark Rako, as we discuss branded audio and why it's the best marketing tool you're probably missing. Mm -hmm. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter and Podbean have live streamed episodes like this one with top podcasters and experts. We also have recorded episodes on Podbean's YouTube and Podbean's Podcasting Smarter podcast. Podcasting Smarter is brought to you by Podbean. We are a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 600,000 podcasts, our ads marketplace, and dynamic ad insertion platform, Pod Ads, as well as our enterprise solution for podcasting for business. For everyone listening, you can get in touch with and learn more about podcasting for business at podbean.com backslash enterprise, which we'll have here in the description and show notes and now we will begin hello mark how are you today
0: hi norma i'm delighted to be with you i'm well thank you just Great. got into new york city about an hour ago from a, a trip to see family so nothing like sitting down for a, a a healthy interview
1: fantastic i know so many people are are traveling around this summer so i'm so lucky that you're I feel so grateful you're here with us today. We're so lucky here at Podbean. So before we jump in Mm -hmm. um, to get into the nuts and bolts of Branded Audio, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into audio (laughs) and what you've done for brands and a little bit of that experience
0: great thanks uh, I'll, I'll say quickly uh I started out my overall career working in video production uh producing uh content for brands to tell their stories image pieces commercials um instructional videos uh b2b videos and so forth but I learned a lot about storytelling obviously there was audio involved then too but um it was it was really a, a great you know having gone to film school as well and and produced a, quite a number of videos and films over the years it was really a great chance to learn storytelling which i think storytelling is storytelling is storytelling depending on no matter what the medium you have um and you know i've always had that in my thoughts even with every single podcast episode i've ever uh, been involved with even if it's just a simple interview i'm still thinking about the story arc a little bit anyway about I got into podcasting about 10 years ago, just deciding, Hey, you know what? I have no business doing uh, a <laughs> podcast. Isn't that crazy? Cause that was pretty early in the, in, in, in the journey of podcasts overall. And, uh, and then, um, most of the time that I've been in podcasting, it's been, uh, doing podcasting with uh, a team, uh, co-founding what ultimately became co-founding, uh, a company called mouth media network, which yeah. essentially produces, uh, B2B podcasts, uh, uh, internal communication podcasts for fortune 100 brands and short form podcasts that are delivered through a, uh, SAS mobile platform for retailers, for example, and art galleries and, and other reasons why short form audio stories need to be told. Um, so, uh, That's most of what my journey was. It's given me an opportunity to produce about 1,500 or so episodes of podcasts across 25 different titles in a variety of industries from fashion to retail to grocery and travel. And uh, in in every, I think, conceivable format from interview to uh, a 1940s comedic detective serial to Uh, more of a documentary style and and everything in between. I've been involved with many live audience podcast events that are very powerful, Um, recorded at and in partnership with a lot of major conferences and trade shows on three continents. And uh, I've personally interviewed probably around 700 uh, guests from captains of industry to celebrities to just really interesting innovators and change makers, um, and, and, and tastemakers, um, from experienced chefs to, um, uh, I don't know, uh, Heads of the fashion tech industry. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, it, it sounds like it's really kind of spanned the breadth of of what's it, possible with audio. So it, it really has. And then I I,
0: I went from there, uh, decided to move on after sitting in the CEO chair of Mouth Media Network uh, and learning, you know, what was important from that from a business strategy standpoint, uh, and was asked to join uh, the uh, Lincoln Bio Company, Linktree uh, to, uh, carve out and, and, and take the initiative of a new audio content, um, direction. They were taking some things and experimenting with, got to really make some really interesting content with them. Yeah. And, uh, now I have a couple things in the works. Like, oh my goodness, my, <laughs> my poor, uh, light fell off. That's okay. It's live. Anything can happen. Yes, Uh, exactly. So it sounds like you've been
1: working with brands, um, whether directly or indirectly for quite some time in terms of creating audio and those emotional experiences where customers customers or other businesses, especially if it's B2B, are going to have that emotional connection to a brand. So Yeah, and
0: I'll, I'll, I'll bring that together in this very quick thought with every different kind of company I've worked with, every different kind of guest, every different kind of role, it's all been the exact same thing. Um, There is no one way to do it, but it all comes down to the same thing. It's just about conversation or storytelling. And it's just a mechanism to be able to connect ideas with people, obviously. And, um, and and, And everyone has a different type of Success metric that works for them. I don't think there's just one way to achieve success, and I think therein lies the secret to that success: is understanding what's right for you.
1: Yes, absolutely. That customized, like customized message, right? No, if everything is the same, how are you going to differentiate? So that that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. And I want to talk. Just directly, let's dive in. What is branded audio? Because a lot of people are talking about it these days. And there's a lot of different kind of applications for branded audio. But what's the general definition? And then we can go from there.
0: Well, I don't know what the dictionary says. But (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, you know, if a brand is a lot of things, it's a giant brand like Nike or it's you're a CPA and you have your own brand or you're a, a... an influencer. Everyone has their own brand concept they're trying to sell. Yeah, Uh, They're trying to portray. They're trying to communicate. And I think branded audio is basically utilizing the power of conversation and storytelling to do whatever it is you're trying to do. So, maybe you're trying to create new connections and relationships. Maybe you're trying to tell people what you're about. Maybe you're trying to learn about an industry that you're in and start getting to be seen as a peer instead of a vendor or an outsider. Um, or it, it also might be that you're trying to communicate with or create an experience for your customers or your members uh, or your users. Um, so, I think branded audio is just audio for whatever you're brand is, whatever that means.
1: Yeah, Um, absolutely. I don't
0: think there's a single way to do it.
1: Okay. And what are the different formats that a lot of companies are using, right? Obviously with podcasting, there's a lot there. Um, How are companies using podcasting to share the stories about their brand?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of different ways, but some of the interesting ones that I think typically I see pop up is... um, you know, a lot of it too has to do with what kind of a brand you are. So, you know, you might be telling the stories and sharing the stories of people that are within the ethos of what you're about or where you're trying to head with your brand. You want to showcase success stories with your product or your service, or, or you want to show that you belong, or you understand your, uh, your, your community your consumers. Uh, I I produced a piece for Linktree while I was in them, a series that was about the nature of the passion economy. And it was a way of communicating, at least is the way I see it, yeah. with the millions of users who are creators and have passion projects and businesses and hobbies. Hey, we get you. Yeah. Um, here's some examples of wonderful stories we'd like to tell and share with you to inspire. Um the another type of branded audio, I think, is to um, to develop relationships that will be actually target customers,, yeah. or centers of influence for you or whom you can be attached to by the digital hip online uh, and and you know, really uh, inject some energy into your SEO. Uh, by just being attached to that person and making use of their marketing uh, machinery. Um, And then another type of branded audio I think that's very effective is um, um, simply storytelling. Um, Just to use your content as a magnet for people who will become acquainted with your brand and what your the ethos of your brand is yeah. and what you want people to think about what the heartbeat of your brand is based yeah. on the types of stories that you tell. A really great example to me of that is the oat milk company, Oatly, yeah. created a one episode branded podcast that was about the idea of doing a branded podcast. And I don't know how much of it's by design or it's just kind of how it ended, ended up. And that's the way they told their story. Yeah. But- you definitely understand what Oatly all about and their personality by the end of that one episode. Um, and they didn't interview, you know, it wasn't about anything, even about what their product is. It was just about their name, hearing it over and over and over again, and getting a sense of what the personality of the brand is. So I think, again, it comes back to what is the mission of the moment? and from that mission from that result you want to get you sort of reverse engineer what the nature of that branded audio and the format's going to be so that's why i think there there isn't like you know three types of branded audio i think that there's whatever you need it to be to achieve your result it could be honestly you're a you're a boxing apparel company and you decide to use old recordings audio recordings of boxing fights yeah and you just repurpose that audio and put it out as a podcast with a little introduction in the beginning and that's branded audio
1: right no I, make- I love what you're saying here in terms of what is the mission of the moment right so what are your goals and your initiatives do you want your audience to feel heard do you want your audience to understand the values of your brand yeah. do you want to you know use the halo effect? where you want to attribute positive qualities that are just kind of that make your that you want people to attribute to your brand but indirectly Mm -hmm. right so i I love that what is the mission of the moment and and how is branded audio different from you know like a quote-unquote traditional direct sell or Mm -hmm. infomercial type content you know there's always there's always that fine line Mm -hmm. and i think brands really want to make sure especially nowadays They really want to make sure that they're on a specific side of it, right? If it is a direct sell, if it is an ad, uh, then let's be clear about that. And if it's not, how do we make this entertaining? How do we make this something that people want to subscribe to, listen to, join?
0: Look, I I imagine that there is branded advertising that is audio that may be beautifully produced and very listenable and there's a certain audience that engages with it.
1: Yeah, there is. <laughs> there is, yeah. There's all sorts. Yeah. But,
0: but I I'm I'm of the mindset, Norma, that Real podcast listeners, meaning dedicated podcast listeners, um, I forget what the number is, but maybe the average podcast listener will allow for seven podcasts they subscribe to and they actively listen to four or five a week or some some something like along those lines. Right. This line. We all have a limited and,
1: bandwidth in terms yes, of what we can we, listen to. There's a yeah, million call, shows out there, but you've got your regulars. Yeah. I,
0: I call it audio real estate. Okay. So basically, there's only so much real estate that you have in your week. So what are you going to allow to occupy that real estate yeah. and give permission to that I come in for you to dedicate time in your week. We're all very busy. So my thinking is that the difference is, is, am I dedicating that real estate to something that I know very transparently is designed to sell me something? Do I really need that? Don't I have that from enough places in the world? Right. It, ha- it ha- Generally speaking, I think the difference between something that is transparently a basically an ad versus something that works to propel the business is, is there value to the listener in what's being given? Are they coming away with something that they couldn't have gotten anywhere else, a unique story, a laugh, uh, an insight into something, an inspiration that they may really need, um, or, or access to someone they normally don't get to hear from, something like that. And to me, if they get something that they couldn't get anywhere else, that's Value that if you think about why would I buy Levi jeans from one store versus another store other than the sheer price difference, the experience that I have. Right. So we're delivering an experience that. that is different from one show to another that, that makes it worth doing and if you have a simple interview show just a basic interview show here's tech innovators and that's important to me as as the audience because maybe i'm an entrepreneur who needs to know what tech is out there for to do my business um and and be inspired by the stories of innovation maybe what interests me is the way those stories are told or the access to people that i've never even heard of and thank goodness for this show to being in the know and having their ear to the ground and that's worth it for me but if yeah. simply what they're trying to tell me is here's what we think about things and i'm trying to steer you to buy my stuff i think i'm going to tire of that eventually once i got the message i'm i'm not going to keep coming back again and again but i think there's ways to create content that achieve that without directly doing that. And by the way, if you have a real editorial, technically, you have to put that in the front of your show and say that this is an advertisement. And the minute someone hears that, a little bell rings in their head that says, ah, I got to put my guard up. And you don't want that. So to me, uh, a great example of how you might get around that is have a good time you know you could have an interview show that is basically a party for example and the audience is made to feel like they're in the room with you and they're enjoying it with you and they're engaged with you and they hear rituals they come back for again and again it means you've thought about what 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 they care about what what will magnetize them to the content and i think the difference between that And someone who is basically writing what is effectively a script that's delivered via audio, I'm sorry, we're all pretty smart. We'll see through it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think focusing on the value that you want your listeners to get is paramount. I love that you really highlighted that. I think that's so important because a lot of the time, you know, when you're listening to something, you, Mm you don't necessarily know what the value is that you're getting out of it, but you know it's there and you're entertained and you're out. drawn in.
0: Yes. I want to point out one quick thing that seems like such a basic thing. Well, you know, value. Wow. What an epiphany, but, <laughs> but you know, I don't know that there always has to be value for the audience, depending on what your objective is. Maybe my objective yeah. is I want people to know what I think. Whoever listens, however many people listen, whatever they think, my goal is to have a megaphone Yeah. And I want to get that opinion out. Or maybe I want to be seen as an expert. And this is my way to have content that I can share with people that memorializes what I think about things or my advice that I can then share with people. And that's the objective. So it is less about providing value to the quote listener unquote. So for that person, that's the value to them. But sometimes the value to me must be that the audience feels the value. So again. It all comes back to what's your mission?
1: How have you hmm. seen brands do that? What are some What are some impacts that podcasts and branded audio have made for companies that you've worked with? Um, and I want to go into a couple of different examples, but first, just give us um, give us your favorites or the ones that really stand out.
0: Well, you know, I produced a, a show at one point as an example that was for a CPA uh, whose purpose in doing it and obviously she she, obviously she wanted people to hear it but the value for her because the show was about the 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 moments in which a business kind of hits a turning point and the decisions they make when, when they're at a big change point and those pivotal decisions can make or break you and how do you think about them and how did you go about those decisions and who did you consult and those types of things. And for her, it was a lot more, I think, about um, the, the value was in the people she would have on and them hearing those stories so that they would be their current clients or prospective clients. And it was a, a it was a mechanism to meet those people and it was a mechanism for them to hear about how she thinks about it by the way she responded to hearing about what their stories were. And, and then that creates the foundation of a relationship and them feeling that she understands them. And secondly, the ability to take that audio, like I mentioned before, and obviously share it through social channels, share it through blogs and articles, uh, share it through um you know, various channels through email as an email signature yeah. or just send it to someone before or after a meeting to say, you know, I love the, I, I love that you mentioned this and it made me think about a conversation I had with, I, with so-and-so in which they had a very similar moment in time. I thought you'd love to hear it and it, it demonstrates a lot of, of credibility for her. So I think, I think that's one example of the way that I've seen branded audio use that, that I think was, was really effective for somebody. Another way that I I, um, loved uh, that was used, I'm going to go back to Linktree again. Another show that was produced for Linktree in my time there was about uh, college sports marketing and how athletes, college athletes, have been using the new name, image, and likeness laws to, uh, you know, make money and new opportunities for themselves. So by producing this show, Linktree, at least in my opinion, was filling a white space because there was no other major resource out there for people to go to, college athletes to go to and say, um, hey, this is where you go for yeah. this information. So by interviewing college athletes, experts in the field, agents, brands, etc., cetera, we were getting a 360 view of the industry, which allowed two things linktree themselves to gather information and learn from all the corners of the universe that was a big opportunity for them and potential user community but it also yeah. demonstrated we care about you and we're asking for nothing from you we're just delivering this resource we know you need and that that was very effective in mm-hmm. um in what i think one of the most effective things you can do with Branded audio is Norma, and that is to deliver value to provide a give. It's a give to your interview subjects, your guests, by giving them an opportunity yeah. to tell their story and use your mechanism and your marketing to get their story out, asking nothing of you, instead of going to them and saying, may I have appointments so I can sell to you? Instead, they come to you. And it feels like a gift to them and you've made a friend and you've used that opportunity to mine them for information learn how they think about things and ask them the questions that you need to ask them in order to learn where the things are in the information spectrum that may allow you to approach them and say you know i can solve that problem for you but also to even a brand that has a very large community of consumers or users or or, or members um, it's an opportunity just to entertain them or to inform them or to inspire them uh, and to provide value in their experience of being with you that shows that you are more than just a deliverer of the service. You are a partner in their success or you are um, an interesting place to be or you have added value in this aspect by bringing them stories or bringing them information or giving them access to people they don't have access to um and if you do it right and you carve up that uh that information and and or that entertainment and deliver it through a variety of channels like social media or youtube or obviously regular audio podcast channels um, I think there can be a lot of perceived value and you can also yeah. use it to fill your social channels and, in yeah. ways that almost looks like you're producing brand new content. Um, so again, I think there's there's a lot of different ways that brands have been very successful um, depending on what their mission is at the moment. I feel like I, I feel like I'm one note Charlie in this discussion. <laughs>
1: I know we keep talking about that, making I sure we're in the mission of the moment. But I do kind of want to highlight a couple of things that you said, because yeah. they are really important. So if you have a business, you know, not all podcast value comes from audience growth, right? A lot of it comes of from those conversations you have with guests and interviewees where maybe they don't know about your business. Maybe they're a lead, maybe they're a current client and you have mm-hmm. an amazing discussion where you talk to them about taxes, right? Or mm-hmm. or some other aspect of your mm-hmm. business where it really, you know, turns on a light for them and they have an aha moment. So they can understand the value of your business. So you can use podcasting in that way
0: mm-hmm. as
1: a tool as well. And I think that that is such an important aspect of having a podcast because when you create your program, right, when you produce your podcast, when you book your guests, you're really creating in some ways a small community, right, of who is on the show and a network of people within.
0: You know, I, I, I don't I don't want to poo-poo on the idea of building audience. Clearly for, you know, there's a, a big opportunity out there to build audience you can monetize your audience. I understand there's a lot of value out there and you can sell advertising. You can monetize the size of your audience. There's so many people who do it well. Um, But I, but I will tell you, you know, I want to speak directly to anybody, particularly anyone that may be watching this, that is part of a larger brand or a larger team that either has or is considering adding audio as part of your, let's say your marketing efforts. If you step into producing audio, single-mindedly thinking about, I wanna produce really interesting and compelling audio that's in line with our initiatives with our company. And our hope is that we can interest this percentage of our social media following or of our blog following or our email list And they're going to listen to this just by accident. 10% of them will listen or whatever. And then that's going to convert into this much business. Or we're going to create really amazing audio. It's going to grow into this, this size, additional following for us. Look, all of those things are possible. They all can happen and they probably do and have happened. But I would argue that that probably is a smaller percentage of the larger number of podcasts that end up being produced for brands. The smartest thing for you to do is to still pursue those things, but have also an additional mission or KPI or goal. That's a part of this. Think if no one listened to this, if we just got our, my assistant and my uncle to listen, and that was it what else could i do with this thing that would achieve something so let's go back to what you said norma let's go back to the idea of the largest number of branded podcasts which are not the nikes of the world but it's the lawyers and the cpas and the small businesses and the printing companies and all those people that are producing a branded podcast as well as the larger brands and their goal with doing this in the end is to get more clients That is what they want. And that's why they're thinking, man, I'd love to build an audience because then these people will hear it. It'll build my brand, which is all true. And some of those people will hear and they'll get in touch with me or I'll meet them and they'll have heard the show. Again, all true. But wouldn't it also be smart to say, you know, if I do this as a weekly show and I commit to doing this for a year, let's say it's 50 weeks, let's call it. And over 50 weeks, I'm going to do, let's say, I'm going to have 20 brand new people on this show that I'm going to somehow curate through networking, introductions, people I say, I wish I could meet that person. And I cold call them or I get connected to them or whatever. Uh, The people I met in a networking opportunity, I invite them because I want to get them into my circle. Great. That's 20 of them. Yeah. Then, then another 10 of them are people that have gotten cold in my sales funnel and I haven't really been to figure out a way to reignite them. So what I'm going to do is invite them on my show as a way to tell their story. No agenda, no ask, no sales, just a chance to get in front of them and by hearing what's important to them and asking targeted questions to them, I'm going to learn what they're up to, what they're thinking about now, what's important to them, which may give me the ammunition to pull them out of that funnel and reignite them. And then some of my some of my other of the 50 are going to be existing clients or important people to me that I want to provide additional value to to get in front of them again to show some love by sharing their story and pumping it through my marketing ne- mechanism, and then right. maybe there's some centers of influence that I meet that can introduce me to other people and I'm going to give them value by and and make an introduction to them on my show. And all these things. And don't forget, every one of these people, if you do it right, it's a big old marketing mechanism for you, too. 50 people pumping your brand out through their marketing channels if you do it right. So, at the end of this year, Norma, I have 50 people that have all one thing in common at least, and that is they know me and had a conversation with me. And I understand something about them. And chances are, based on the premise of my show, it's very possible they all have something else in common. They're all in technology, they're all in marketing or they all have some things common. They're all all entrepreneurs. Exactly. There's some common denominator. Yeah, they're CTOs. Absolutely. And so that's something in common. So what could I use that to? Now I have this community. They may not even realize they're a part of the community, but they are. Yeah. And what could you do with that community together and bring them together into a virtual or in-person event? Or when you go to a conference where some of these people are going to be, reach out to all of your your interview people who you now have a little relationship with you may be surprised at how strong that relationship is for them you may have 50 guests but they may not be in 50 podcasts so you're a special event for them for some of them at least and so you say hey are you going to be at this conference i'm going to be there and if you find out 10 of those people are going to be there make a little gathering at a, a local watering hole or dinner and bring them together and introduce them to each other. And you are going to be the bell of the ball because you're the common denominator. And they're so powerful for you. And where did this all come from? Just the power of asking people to have a conversation with you. But you strategized it. And 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 yes, you want the, the audience. You want the size of the audience. But this can be, your se- if not your primary, your secondary mission, your secondary KPI that is designed to build that community, like you said, Norma.
1: Exactly. No, it's it's really important, I think, also to, to think about those secondary and you know benefits of having a podcast because we always talk about audience and, and audience is, you know, number one, but when you are interviewing people, you're creating connection and community yeah. as a result. Um and we do talk about this at Podbean and it's so it's so great to hear you speak about it as well. Um I want to talk a little bit more about the impacts on the audience side, (laughs) just to pivot Um, the Mm -hmm. podcast can make for a company in a couple of ways. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you mentioned that Oatly uh, example, which is a great example in terms of podcasting for an overall brand, right? Mm -hmm. You know what their company is like, you know, the company Mm -hmm. culture, you get a feeling and it, you know, it really makes you connect with that brand. Um, And a lot of the values, I think that, that we Attribute to brands, right? Mm-hmm. Brand values are a really big one. Um, so I'd love to hear you speak a little bit about brand values, and then also mm-hmm. podcast like branded, branded audio, and how it relates to employees and employee culture as well.
0: That's oh, that's terrific. I love that question so much. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen a lot of. there, there, there are a lot of companies doing podcasts that have either in them or as a central theme of sustainability, uh, missions, for example, let's use this as an example. So here's a great way for you to utilize branded audio to just using this as an example, to both inspire, teach And perhaps be a change maker by giving information to other companies, other entrepreneurs, other executives and leaders that they may not have known or may not have thought of. And to learn by your example and to be inspired by your perhaps success with the things you've done and that you've decided to commit to as a brand by both telling your own story. But by using your dollars and your time and your megaphone as a company through your branded audio Norma to share the stories of others as you, as a company and as an executive by hosting the show, let's say, also learn from each of these people about how they think about sustainability, the successful stories they've done, and you may be inspired with techniques or initiatives or thinking that they've done that you could bring to your company. So what happens is you you haven't now you haven't necessarily had to take out a multi million dollar ad campaign to tell the world we care about sustainability. Right. Right. I'm just doing a podcast and maybe I put some ad spend behind it. But I but I I've, I've done a podcast in which I personally, as an executive of the company and 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 going out into the world as a beacon of information gathering on behalf of my audience and right. I'm learning with yeah. them but by doing that you know how when you go to a panel and there's several experts and then the panelist the panelist almost in your mind is the same as the guests. They sit on the same plane as them. You equate them a little bit. If they're asking questions and having a dialogue with the guests, when you watch a a panel um, or a fireside chat, you equate those two together a little bit. And I think that the company by having a content that's about a topic, you will begin to equate the company with the topic they're presenting to you. And that's advantageous to the brand because if they communicate it out there, they don't have to say, we care about sustainability. They can do a podcast about why people should care about sustainability and let us give you information about it. In doing that, particularly if you involve your team, your, your employees in that process, automatically you're you're leading by example and you are investing in this and you are showing your employees that you care so it's like a twofer you get two for the price of one and even better if there is a way for you to involve your your employees your team in the process like nominate a guest for our podcast if you come across someone's great story, we'd love to hear about it. Maybe we'll have them on the podcast and and maybe even throw you a shout out for the, you know, uh, this guest comes to us by way of our uh, head of engineering, Scott Smith. You know, uh, great right. job, Scott. What a great find. What a great guest. How great would that be for morale? So that's another exactly. way to you impact your employees. But I think your voice on the outside, I talk often about a company's inside voice. And their outside voice you know when we were little and our mom would tell us use your inside voice i think we have an inside voice and an outside (laughs) voice yes and but sometimes i think our outside voice can be heard on the inside of our company
1: absolutely absolutely and i think you know employees also want to believe in the companies that they work for so a lot of that external messaging is going to affect your your internal customer which is your employee as well so
0: one thing that's you can absolutely also do, really important go ahead i'm sorry norma
1: oh no i was done yeah i was just in.
0: gonna say one other thing you can do is for companies who who may also have internal communication that involves audio or, or an internal podcast for example which is certainly a growing yeah. uh, rightfully a growing trend um oh yeah uh there may be people that you can you can interview or or get information from that some mm-hmm. of the content can be used for your external podcast And then a specific part of the conversation can be kept just for your internal podcast, where you can ask different kinds of questions, but from the same guests or on the same topic.
1: Absolutely. So kind of like a behind the scenes or a deeper dive for your employees or private members or um, subscribers as well. So that's, that's really important as well. Um, And I want to kind of pivot a little bit. I want to speak about the emotional experience. Mm -hmm for the audience with audio over print or video, because I mean, nowadays we are, and I say this all the time, you know, for everyone out there, sorry, (laughs) I'm going to say it again. We listen to podcasts and we listen to audio on the same device that we talk to our mom, right? On the same device where we talk to our families. And so audio is can be so emotionally intimate right because you're having that connection and even if it's one-sided it's on the same device where you're Mm -hmm. having those two-sided connections Mm -hmm. and so can you speak a little bit to the emotional experience for the audience with audio specifically and how we can maximize that emotional experience for our target demographic or for our audience Mm -hmm. with podcasting
0: so I'll say two things just from a sort of scientific standpoint first, and then we'll talk yeah. about how, how you can engineer that, if you will, at, at least from my, my chair. Um, one thing is, is let's just speak basics. Everyone knows this. You can lose context in a text because it doesn't have the nuances of the spoken word. When the person right. says, oh, um, I meant I'll be late again, not I'll be late again i'm sorry you read it that way because you didn't have the audio to go with it much less the facial expressions or the body language right um so just the fact that we can communicate things with audio versus say text it's just very natural to understand you have more information of course there's going to be more you can do in affecting emotion and also mm-hmm. the right emotions that your intent you intend Secondly, and more scientifically, um, it's very well documented that um, spoken word uh, affects the brain in the same places that reading a book does. So when you read a book, like a novel, you begin imagining the scenes and you see the people and it becomes like a movie in your head. And you start imagining what you think the rooms look like and the people look like, and the, the, and it's funny you see a movie based on a book. You said, "Oh, it's not how at all how I imagine them," because you imagine them. Right. Um, all of that that's happening in your brain, the parts of your brain that is precisely the same place that spoken word, particularly long format audio, connects to. So as we're listening to someone, we're imagining the studio they're in, the people they're talking to, what they look like, what they're doing. The more you give them, if they're sharing a snack, what does the snack look like? How are they eating it? We're all filling in these gaps, and it engages our brain, creates emotion. Absolutely, as a result. It engages us, and keep, and when we're engaged, we have emotion. When we don't don't engage, we it's because we don't have emotion about it, except maybe we hate it. But uh, other than that, you, that's obviously the one emotion you're not looking for. Anyway. No, that
1: makes so much sense, and yeah. I just wanna—I just wanna jump in here and for everybody out there who listens to podcasts and now they feel bad they don't read as much. Don't feel bad. No, it's okay. <laughs> so your brain, your brain's doing the same thing, so it's absolutely okay. Exactly. So I think you're right. It kind of it really it really enables that two way communication, so that even if you know mm-hmm. with video you're seeing what the creator has envisioned, exactly. but with audio there's still that participatory aspect.
0: Exactly. Of
1: so that. Y- so that as the audience, you can fill in the gaps, mm-hmm. you can customize whatever experience you're having, right? Whether, even if it's a nonfiction
0: that's right. interview
1: about a business podcast, you can, your your brain is automatically still going to envision yeah. what room are they in? What, yeah. what is each person wearing? What do they look like? What's the feeling of the physical environment? And exactly. so I, I think that, the, and, and that's kind of subconscious, right? It's not like we're actively sitting there, but it's something that our that's brains right. are automatically going to do. That's so right. I, I really love, I really love that you said that. So the, so,
0: so the way uh, thank you. So so I think that there are things that we can specifically do to make sure that there's an opportunity for engagement to happen. And by no means is this a an encyclopedic list. I'm sure there's many other things you can do, but just as an example, yeah. So if you listen to like a really good true crime or mystery podcast, you just don't hear a delivery of information. Okay. You if I was reading the newspaper to you, Norma. I'm not gonna if, if if I'm trying to interest you and get emotion out of you. I'm not gonna say yesterday at twelve ten p.m. a man was on West Sixteenth Street, and he pulled a gun. I'm gonna go yesterday at twelve ten p.m. on West Sixteenth Street. A man pulled a gun. It's so right. simple, but
1: you, you feel the, the drama, right? It's like that the, created right. the drama. Yeah. So
0: the way that I create drama in say something like a true crime is pacing the emphasis of the voice the way i use my voice but also we use you know obviously as everybody knows there's audio cues and the choices of that audio and the timing of those things and the frequency of them and you know it takes a certain editorial savvy to know when to do that and the writing and all those things but if you want to absolutely and
1: just sorry really quickly not to jump in but um for everybody listening can you just go into audio cues really quickly and um, how they create a lasting impression for your brand?
0: Uh, well, that sounds like an easy question, but it feels like a I hard know. question. So <laughs> let, let me, I've heard you me... speak
1: about audio cues before, so I thought you <laughs> could just slide in, but yeah, for everybody I, I listening. Think, I think
0: one of the yeah. things that you can you need to do is you need to decide, uh, Let me tell me, Norma, if this is what you're kind of getting at. Uh, <laughs> no matter what kind of show you have, There should be a sense of these ritual moments in your show that are touchstones for your audience that make them feel like they're at home. That when they hear that, that means they're back. They're where they want to be. So it might be as simple as this little interesting, unique tone at the beginning of every episode. It might be your theme music. It may be that every time you have a questions from the mailbag. There's a little jingle that goes. It may be that, um, it may be the, who reads what on your show? So it may be that I intro the show and my female partner is the one that says the credits. And then I always do the news and she always does this thing and the audience understands that language for them and those yeah. creates cues for them that we are the this part of the show yeah. and i know that means the next part's coming because i'm used to that rhythm um the other thing that you may want to really think about is even the different musical pieces that you use yeah uh how will they create emotion in the audience by loving that piece of music It may sound great to you, but is it really meant for your demographic? Maybe it's one of your favorite songs, or maybe your daughter wrote it, or maybe it's your song, or maybe it's just a cool song. But but is this really something that is going to make the audience every time they hear it, they get that little tingle and they go, oh, boy, it's this podcast. Absolutely. Guy.
1: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, with podcasts, it's so prevalent. Right. And I think it really started with the tradition of radio. Right. And even, you know, now when you think of yep. NBC, right, you get that do 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 And. So- Right. Right. <laughs> so or like a law and order with the dun dun. Yeah. And so I think it's something where you're right, when you hear those audio cues, it's 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 very much a moment of this is where this is where I am. Right. This is where mm-hmm. this is where you are, your home. And there's that sense of familiarity. And you can really customize it and tailor it to have that emotional experience with your audience. So I just wanted to hear you explain that for, for everybody out there who's here today who hasn't um it's so important and i think you're right building into your podcast creates that emotional experience for your company and um for your podcast and your brand because when people hear that sound it's subconscious right mm-hmm. it, we we have those associations and when we build when you build it in properly mm-hmm. it's something where it's automatic
0: the other thing that i was going to mention before that i, I want to make sure i don't i don't miss out on yeah. saying is you know a lot of things we're talking about here may be scripted or they may be nonfiction or they or or they may yeah. be fiction i'm sorry but you know even again which the preponderance of shows out there are interview based shows or conversation or chat shows you know especially with interview shows it is it, i cannot say this strongly enough it is so important that the interviewer is curious and learns along with the audience And the reason I say that is because I want to hear the vocal cues from my interviewer, from the host in which they go, oh, oh yeah, Uh uh-huh. I want to hear those things. I want to know they're engaged because that lets me know that my feeling about it is okay. And I'm just like them as, as I learn with them. And when they ask a question because they're yeah. curious, it lets yeah. me know that I was right to be curious too as an audience member in that moment. That creates an emotional reaction for me and a connection to the host and that show. And and the reason I say that is so many hosts out there, um, I think it's important to be prepared. But I think it's also yeah. important not to map out every second of an interview show because there's no room for real discovery or, um, uh, you know, uh, improbbed moments or extemporaneous moments, because that's where the sweet stuff is.
1: That's where the magic happens. yes absolutely. happens
0: when you say, I still have three questions to go, but this person is in the most amazing story right now. And I want to find out more layers. I want to find out what happened next. I'm not going to go past it because I'm an agenda to ask three more questions. I'm going to know what is curious. And me being curious as a host, me being excited and verbalizing that, so important, verbalize it, that I swear to you, that will create an emotional connection with your audience and ultimately the connection, which is what you want, because that is what makes them go, I want more of that. I want to feel that again.
1: And you're taking them along for the ride. I think that's that's really yes. important, right? And it it really allows it allows your audience to give themselves permission to invest. Yes, you know to it, right. So if you say I'm excited, get excited with me. It gives your audience permission to get excited. It gives your audience permission to, you know, jump on the roller coaster with you. So I think that's a Agreed. really important element. I do have more questions than Mark.
0: <laughs> go, go I so, do want to say one quick thing, Norma. If you're listening to this and these are new ideas, great. If you're listening, you're saying, well, gosh, that's pretty basic. Obviously, I would challenge you, and that may be true. I would challenge you to think about, go back over the show that you either do or that you're thinking about doing and ask yourself how you've made sure that these things will happen in your show. Have you been thinking about that? Have you been designing it? These are Some of these are basic premises that we lose sight of, so it's good to talk about them to make sure that we keep our eye on them
1: absolutely because a lot of companies um are either just starting or thinking about just starting to get into branded podcasts. So I want to pivot a little bit and talk about how mm-hmm. branded audio and branded podcasts are being used within a larger podcast strategy, which is kind of what we're here today to talk about yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um and obviously with podcasting, you know, you have the whole episode But some of that is broken down for clips, within social Mm -hmm. media, within larger marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the use cases that you've seen Mm -hmm. branded audio and branded podcasts being used within a larger marketing strategy?
0: Sure. Well, the more that you can strategize this in advance and say, I know that we're going to want to pull from this for, well, let me back up. So the answer to your question, I think is, let's say your interview's an hour long, I'll just make that up, an hour long interview, maybe you're not gonna put an hour long interview on YouTube, but maybe what you'll do is you'll take a 20 minute best of the interview, or or first 20 minutes of the interview, and put that on YouTube and say, to hear the full interview, go to our podcast channel. And then in that instance, YouTube becomes not only another channel to discover your content, but it becomes a mechanism to market uh, and and push to your your audio channel, which you also may want to yeah uh, and the create a funnel thing, exactly. Yes, the second thing that you can do is you can create um, YouTube or video channel only content. So there are questions yeah. you don't include in the audio podcast that are only for the video podcast of so unique content in different audio channels. Uh, you may even create unique content for social channels. So you, there may be questions that you ask, like, let's say you're doing a show about the beauty beauty industry. So maybe you ask someone what you love about the beauty industry, but that only goes on social media. It doesn't go on your show. And that's, instead of just putting a clip from your show, you create content that is Shareable or snackable all by itself that would appeal right. to that audience. But it's all so you recorded create at segmented
1: content for each platform, right? Yes. Okay,
0: which means you're strategizing it and you're planning it. And so you say, Okay, I've got an hour and a half with my guest. First hour is going to be the interview. I've already told them that when we're done with the interview, we're going to record a couple of little video bits to help promote the show and them. And then you yeah. do those separately and know what you're going to do. But the other thing that you do or that you should and can do, is yeah design segments in your show that are very specifically engineered to be pulled out as segments. So those may be Instagram real worthy let's say. Um, right, or like a, t-
1: or a quick fire round of questions. A quick or- fire round,
0: or a question okay. that you always ask that's always, uh, you know, it's a little controversial question every time. You know, um, uh, what's the best lie you ever told? Or Maybe not that, but, you know, what's what's right. The, or even just, you, you
1: know, with, if it's we're a okay. podcast about podcasting, it could just sure. be like, what's your favorite podcast? Right. Exactly.
0: Or, <laughs> or What's, what's the first podcast years?
1: you ever listened to? Right. Yes,
0: that's great. Or with an entrepreneur, it might be tell me about your cry on the couch moment. You know, the one moment when you thought it was all over and you cry on the couch before you yeah. picked yourself up. What was that moment like? And that yeah. by itself can still be in your show. But you've engineered it so that one question is always pulled out and all or some of it is designed to go social media, YouTube, on your blog, um, on your website, um, as trailers for your show within your audio channel. But you know what else you can do that's really cool is you may be able, depending on the nature of your show and depending on the nature of your brand, you may be able to have strategic partners that. Okay. So let's say, let's say that you're a CPA and you've got someone, you know, who's an attorney and the attorney has a very large following on their blog. So what you're going to do is every time you do a show, you're going to ask a question about why is it important to get good legal advice? What's your experience been where are legal advice saved your business? let's say, and then you're always going to have that question and you have an agreement from the attorney that you're always going to pull that clip. And make a designated clip for them that they share through their email subscribers or their blog as a large following that credits your show. Go hear the rest of this interview. Check out this great podcast. But it's always something that will illustrate what they do. And it's free content
1: for them. Exactly. Exactly. Or you
0: may even have a financial partner that helps you you share the content. So you, yeah, maybe they pay for your show or they're an advertiser on your show. And for that, you always include a question or a segment or a topic that's pulled for that reason to help propel your show financially or promotionally.
1: That makes so much sense. Well, Mark, I want to ask one more big question. Okay. And then we will get into the final <laughs> the final wrap up. Um, okay. So you know, we've talked a lot about what makes a great branded podcast and there's lots of formats, right? Lots of styles, initiatives, yeah. um, and how you can really, you know, what is the mission of the moment? Um, how can you target? Cause um, you know, so many different businesses have different niches, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the accounting, the accounting audience is not going to be necessarily the Oatly oat milk, right? Uh, Podcast audience, Mm -hmm. right? So how can you target a specific audience or demographics with podcasts and brand and audio? And what are some tips for really honing in on that niche? Because it's going to be so different for every brand, for every company, for every industry. And you've worked with so many different industries. I
0: I love to say that there's just an answer I can give you, but I I think it just comes (laughs) down as simply as one, um, whatever you can do to understand who your target audience is and what they're interested in is very helpful. Either you know it because you're in that business and you know what they want, or, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing a little research ahead of doing your show with some focus group of however large or or talk to a few centers of influence and get their input as to You know, what do you think people need to know and want to know and would be willing to put some real estate of their week aside to take in if I gave it to them and it was compelling? And and so the first thing is to create content people want sounds so basic, but I think a lot of people create content they want to put out not what people are looking for or can't find somewhere else or can't find that flavor of it somewhere else. Maybe they can find information on estate planning, but maybe it's so boring. Nobody ever listens to it, but I found a way to do it in an entertaining and fun way that makes it palatable. And that's what people have been wanting is a way to make it accessible. So you found a sweet spot so by producing the content people want, th- th- then there's there's a ready-made yeah. audience you just have to find and, and deliver to them. So that's the first thing I think. The second thing is understand what your listening patterns of your audience is. So the listening pattern of truckers who are on the road for eight hours a day and want to listen to stuff is very different than working moms taking their kids to nursery school in the morning.
1: Right. You've got a short window of of carpool versus a long window of driving across the country. I may
0: produce the most compelling 45-minute podcast for working moms, but they literally may not have time to consume it. So that's why when I produced a a really cool show years ago about um, working moms, um, we decided to do hour long interviews divided into four, 10 or 15 minute segments that were all done as individual episodes. We record 15 minutes, stop, start all over again, record 15 minutes. And it was divided into topics. And they came out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and each day had its own theme. But what you got, you could binge listen and get an hour long show with the same guest. And that guest was all week and they were the bell of the ball the entire week. And they were, they got social action every day of that week, that was a great opportunity for that guest, but it solved the problem by creating bite-sized content for that target audience.
1: So knowing what
0: your audience is, what their listening capacity is, are you going to yeah. type A people? Or are you going to artists? What are they going to listen to? How fast you got to talk? How much can you goof around? How long you got to take till you get to yeah. the point? Understanding that audience yeah. and knowing if you are that person or you need to understand that person to talk to them the right way makes all the difference in the world in terms of whether you're going to connect with them. And I think the last thing is create a personality and a format of your show that. That speaks to who they are. Um, you know, the show that we did for college athletes was fast and cool and hip and fast and and baba baba bob, and it was action and and it was 20 25 minutes, half an hour max, and it was exactly what they need, you know. Um, um But I'll tell you, when I did shows like a show called Fashion is Your Business, which was one of the biggest shows I ever did, um, the entire purpose of that show was to develop relationships with the people that we were talking with. I almost didn't even, with all due respect to our amazing audience, I didn't as much care about what the audience thought. I I cared about what happened in that interview. So the interview had an arc that was about relationship building, and interestingly, the audience wanted the same thing. They wanted to feel like they got to know those people. So that worked for them. But again, it went back to the mission of the moment, but the format in terms of engaging that audience, making the podcast work for you, finding that audience that will gravitate to what you're doing. It all starts with the most basic things, which is excellent content aimed at the people you wish to listen and the format and structure of the show is wrapped around whatever your mission is. And and then lastly, and I think this is so important, so obvious, Norma, but I don't mean that to sound like pretentious or anything. It's just you have to have a promotional strategy and that Mm -hmm. cannot be throw it on Instagram or Twitter. There has to be a method by which you plan to get this in front of people whether it involves paid social whether it involves partners who've agreed to push it through their blogs or through their email lists whether it's your own you know marketing mechanisms um what whether it's it's doing a few live audience events you know in which you you instead of doing a panel you're basically doing a podcast interview and then you tell everyone in the audience about the podcast and that's how they learn about it Um, engineer shareable moments, interesting moments in your podcast that become something, they become a moment that you put out there that may actually almost make it irresistible not to share that crazy moment because you you engineered it. Um, All these things, this strategy from beginning to end is what will make the difference between you being glad you did it and resenting that you did it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, having that promotional strategy is so important. We talk about this a lot at Podbean because Mm -hmm. you want to have the work be worth it. You're putting a lot of work into creating this podcast, right? You're 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 doing a lot. You're investing your time. You're investing in, you know, production gear. You're investing in maybe an editor. You're investing in editing software. You are investing, right? So how do you get? The return investment. And that's such and an important aspect as well. And most
0: importantly, on that, I think, Norma, out of anything, is you're investing your brand and your time. Yeah. But you're investing your brand.
1: Yeah. And yeah, if absolutely. you're bringing,
0: and every person, if it's an interview based show or something like that, every person you bring in that becomes part of something that died out quickly, died on the vine, if you will, yeah. that ain't so good for them.
1: That no, absolutely. I think that.
0: Yeah, it hurts your brand if you don't have that strategy built in. So this is not to discourage anyone from doing it. It's just a matter of encouraging yeah. you to say, um,
1: "Yeah,
0: go do it. It works. I'm telling you, podcasting is an incredible tool. Um, yeah, just think about these things as you launch the podcast and as you design it, so that it has a real chance of working for you, um, and give it time to, 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 to go through the cycle of strategy that you, you rolled out.
1: Absolutely. We always say this, that podbean Rome wasn't built in a day and it's important yeah. to give your strategy a fighting chance and yes. to make sure it's sustainable, right? To make sure that you don't burn out. Pod fade is a really big term these days where you literally, you know, burn out and, <laughs> and your podcast fades out because you did too much at the beginning. So Mark Rako, it has been such a pleasure, award-winning content producer. We are so lucky to have you here. Thank you for joining us today. I'm going to read our brief outro, and then we will conclude. And if you have questions, obviously, feel free to pop them in the comments. And um, I think we said that as well at the beginning. And um we'll have links here in the comments for you so thank, thank you Norm. everyone for joining us for our live episode for july as part of our corporate podcasting smarter series hosted by me norma jean Belenki, the head of events here at podbean with our special guest today award-winning podcast producer and content producer host and co-founder of mouth media mark rako as we discussed branded audio and why it's the best marketing tool you're probably missing For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter has live-streamed episodes like this one with top podcasters and experts, along with recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast here on Podbean. If you join late or want to have another listen to this amazing podcaster and expert, you can replay this episode on the Podcasting Smarter podcast podcast right here on Podbean. We're brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 600,000 podcasts, our ads marketplace, and dynamic ad insertion platform pod ads. For everyone listening, you can get in touch with and learn more about podcasting for business at podbean.com slash enterprise, which we'll have here in the description and show notes along with some links to get you started with your branded podcast if you're a company that's looking to explore that. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next month. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this conversation on Corporate Podcasting Smarter. If you have any questions, want to hear more about our business solutions, or get in touch, please reach out to us at smarter at podbean.com. Thanks so much, and happy podcasting.